All right, this is another edition of Playhouse Shorts. Uh, I got one of my longtime friends in here, man. Um, it's been a while. It's been like, man, we've been knowing each other, what, since like 2005? Pretty much. So it's not like 13 years? Shit. That's a long time. We're old as fuck. We are old. <laughs> it's hard to think about it that way. They're like kids out there probably having kids with the amount of time that we've known each other. Yeah, like... <laughs> Man, That's it's crazy. Oh, you want to introduce yourself? Give me a Twitter name, what you do? Oh, and... uh, yeah. Well, I'm Yasmin. A lot of people call me Yaz or Yazzy. Um, Twitter, BXYazzy. Uh, Instagram, BXYazzy. <laughs> you can follow me on there. Um, I don't know. I've been working in the television and film industry for like five years now since I like, graduated college. All right. And even a little bit before that. So, yeah. Out here, I work in production. I'm working on television shows. So you do, like, network TV mostly, right? Mostly network, yeah. Reality, I mean, there's not really a lot of reality here, but I guess you can consider, like, the talk shows somewhat like reality TV in a way. Yeah, because you got Black Ink and... There's Black Ink. But yeah, Judge Mathis, I guess that would be kind of like reality TV. Yeah. In a sense, yeah. But yeah, today we are going to talk about the black experience in like network television and film. Uh, since I got somebody here who's experienced it. So, so yeah. I know you used to be like Lee Daniels' assistant. I was not Lee Daniels' assistant. I thought you were Lee Daniels' assistant. I was a casting assistant for Empire like in the first season. That time I was casting over at Simon Casting. I do a lot of the principal casting which is like speaking roles there's like background casting which is like extras and then you have principal casting which is all the speaking roles guest star lead roles and um she does a lot of it here she did a lot of movies um batman all those movies pretty much all the shows that have come through here chicago fire chicago pd empire she has a lot of commercials too so anyways um, yeah, when I was there, I was a casting assistant for Empire for a little bit, my last few months there, but in the first season of Empire, which was, like, crazy, and yeah. Lee Daniels is crazy. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> gonna like, keep... a tornado. We used to call him Hurricane Lee, because he would just be, the minute he would come in, it would be, like, just a storm. But he's yeah. great, though. He has a lot of energy, and he's really smart. I'm going to keep lying to people and telling them my friend is was Lee Daniels. <laughs> you can tell them that. It's not a bad look at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that at all. But yeah, then after casting, I just got into I wanted to become a producer. So I was like, I want to do what those guys do. So casting is just a small piece of the puzzle. But once you get more into production, you get to see like all the facets and all the different departments that make a show happen. And what it takes to make a show happen, all the people, all the hours, all the meetings. Yeah. It's like crazy. Yeah, I kind of want to do production. I mean, like, I've, like, helped produce and direct music videos and different shit, so that's kind of, like, that's I like doing it. right there. Yeah. Being able to manage a budget is, like, a whole nother, like, art. Like, just, that's a lot, too. Just trying to figure out how everybody's going to get fed, how everybody's going to get clothes, how everybody's going to, like, get there sometimes. Yeah. It's like, it's hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I can imagine, like, because, like, I did, like, videos, but it's, like, not, like, with, like, super big budgets. Like, we had budgets, but it wasn't, like, super big, like. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, shout out to my friend, uh, shout out to homie Nietzsche. He got, <laughs> um, he did, uh, so, like, I remember he, like, had his videos, like, catered. He used to do, like, catered videos. So, like, everybody who was involved in the video ate. And this nigga didn't have, this nigga was working a regular job. So, like, he would say, like, the money, yeah. Because he'd be like, man, I want my shit to be done right. I need niggas to be here. Like, I need niggas to. Professional people around you. Yeah, because it's like, everybody, niggas is hungry. Now niggas want to leave. Niggas is this. (laughs) So, it's like, if I bring everything to the set. Yeah, like, if I bring everything to the set. Then it won't be as bad. You know, like, everybody, you we really don't have an excuse of why we can't get some shit done. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I was like, all right. I'm like, yeah, I, I rock with it. Like, I, I was like, that's dope though. Because mm-hmm. I think you think about it and you like, what? And you don't think about little things like that and then you're like, oh shit, that, yeah, you don't have people running off the set and. Yeah, you need reliable people and reliable cost money. <laughs> yeah. You gotta pay for quality, so it's like... Yeah, yeah. you get what you pay for. My mom always said that. Yeah, my dad used to tell me that all the time. You get what you pay for. Wait, so how was it working on Empire? Like, what was that like? Because I know you used to do the... Because I remember you used to tell us about all the... uh, like shows. so, yeah. yeah like, like I needs to know who who was gonna be on Empire like six months before yeah, it was on there. Like, oh, we auditioned this person and this person. Um, no, it's like it was really cool. I guess with Empire that makes it a little bit different because it has like that musical aspect to it. Yeah, so it's I consider Empire like a musical drama. Like it's like an over the top soap opera. Mm-hmm. No, for sure, it's super melodramatic. It's it's like a little telenovela in a way so yeah, cause I have I heard it got good again but I haven't watched I haven't watched it in a while. I haven't watched it since Tiana got robbed outside the studio like that was the last <laughs> yeah it hasn't and it was too that whole that first half of that season was just too slow for me and I'm like yeah y'all can't keep y'all can't give us all this heat and then just start coming with the slow yeah, yeah like, exactly and then they were having like change ups and stuff with their stuff this might have been like the second or third season like the writing staff they were like had this like writers sort of hiatus and it was like a really long time they stopped shooting they didn't have any scripts I had some friends right. was that where, was that when the Hollywood writers like went on strike and stuff? No, that was like a while ago. They had their own little like I don't know. It's like they were like they just switched up the whole team. They like got rid of everybody and because they didn't have any like scripts really, they were kind of like they stopped shooting for a little bit, which was I don't know. It really sucks like for my friends and stuff like that, and not to like. I don't know, it's not, like, a black thing or anything like that, like, just to get more into, like, the racial aspect of it all. I don't know, like, how much involvement um, Fox has with, like, Lee and, like, how, at least for the writing staff and just how their, the chemistry is, but being, like, on the Dick Wolf production... I don't know if it, and then I feel like Fox also just does, isn't as organized as NBC, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's, hell yeah, because Fox is like mostly new shit, so they most of their money goes into that shit. They don't really. Yeah. Well, they exactly. just yeah, because they just started with the, because uh, what they own Fox, they own 
Don't they? Um, they own FX and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But they they're getting better. They're getting better at it. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Yeah, it's, and I think because entire, I don't know, and Lee is like very very specific about things. Um, so I just know I heard just it's kind of like a difficult show to get to be on. It's not one hundred percent organized. Whereas like I came from the Dick Wolf camp. And it was just like a well-oiled machine. And I think it's just because of he has been doing Law and Order for so long. And that, you know, he's just Dick been Wolf has one longer of, than Lee Dick Wolf Those has one of, guys. yeah, because like to me, Dick Wolf has one of the greatest cop shows ever. Mm-hmm. It's just New York Undercover. I don't care what anybody says. That <laughs> shit is so good. I'm so mad that TV One doesn't show it anymore. <laughs> Y'all need to get New York Undercover back on TV. I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu, but I'm about to start watching New York Undercover. I'm about to watch it again from the beginning. Like, as a kid, I remember, like... That was a show. Like, I was watching it because it was, like... It was more... Even though they was cops, you know, being from the hood, being black in Chicago and shit, you, like... You don't really fuck with cop shows. You don't really fuck with cops like that, but mm-hmm. it's, like... That show was, like, relatable. Like, it was, like, hip-hop. It was, like, R&B. He had mm-hmm. jazz. Like... And that's when I was like, oh, Dick Wolf really, like, fucks with black culture. Like, mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. I'm like, the hell? Dick Wolf had Anita Baker on fucking... And it was dope because, like, at the end of episodes, you have musical acts singing. And they're, like, the hottest shit. Or, mm-hmm. or they're, like, it might be a jazz singer. And you're like, what? Yeah. And it's like, damn. It's like, how the fuck Dick Wolf get fucking Mary J. Blige on? <laughs> like, she's just singing in his lounge, like, in this bar. Yeah. That the cops go to, like the the black and, and I think that was cool. Like it was, I think that was like one of the times I used to be like, man, fuck, fuck all this up. But like that was a dope time. Like I guess like the nineties was like a, kind of like a like black representation on television. Like yeah, for like, sure. And, and movies really big like presen- presence like early throughout most of the nineties and like early two thousands. It was like there were so many black shows on television. I think they're trying to bring that back a little bit more. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like the Black Gold Rush again, mm-hmm. like how it was in. Because now it's like, it's like hit. It's I hate to use the word, but it's like woke, basically. Like yeah. people are like being enlightened. Like, yeah, because it's like the black. Yeah, and that's why like that's why like I feel like producers are so important. Like, and it's some producers and that's the thing that that's have great about having Lee at the top on Empire, even though it is like somewhat unorganized and chaotic at times. It's so awesome because you see the trickle down effect as far as like hiring goes. There's so many more black creatives on Empire than is on my show on Chicago Med and all the Dick Wolf shows, just because you have that black presence who wants to hire black leaders who on their departments want to hire young black you know yeah yeah yeah. individuals as well so that's kind of like the difference being like a handful like a small small number um and such a much more dominant white world over there on with dick wolf yeah so that's why i think if i want to strive to being like a leader i want to be a creative executive who can like higher young black people yeah filmmakers yeah because it's just it makes so much of a difference i mean it's i love the team over at dick wolf i loved my bosses they were very inclusive and open people but it's just you, i don't it's know it's different it's when di- you it's see different. it's like the representation aspect it's like mm-hmm. it's different it's like yeah it's cool like and it's great that you have white people because it's gonna take 
white people helping and mm-hmm. you know because it's gonna take people that that aren't that quote unquote shouldn't be helping mm-hmm. to help like exactly and it's like and I don't know if it's also just the exposure like you know your tribe basically like you're just yeah. not as exposed to many African American because you're within your tribe not to say you're just like oh I'm in this like white bubble oh, yeah. but like you do probably have a lot more white friends and white connections than black friends and black connections whereas black people we tend to have like a little bit of both but definitely a lot more yeah. black connections exactly yeah 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 especially like and it's dope cause it's like you get to see someone you're like oh okay he's like me okay so this shit isn't it it's not as bad as I might think it is or oh this shit is very attainable like yeah yeah like exactly yeah cause like yeah a prime example like like uh like with like I would ask you okay so what is a uh so you work on Chicago Med right yeah that was what I was last working on okay so, what were other shows other than Chicago Med? Like, did you work on films? I haven't really gotten much into the film thing. Like, right when I graduated from college in May of 2013, <coughs> I kind of just got more into the television thing because that's, like, what's here in Chicago. And that's, like, all... So, they were just starting Chicago... Chicago Fire was on. They're just starting Chicago PD. And, um... I came and there was opportunities there. There's just not a lot of films are being done here. So and it, well, at least while I've been here, that was just the track that I started on. I've just been on it ever since. I'd love to work on a film, and I know a lot of people who have worked on films, but I've never. Right. So, what, <coughs> so what were other shows that you worked on? So, so working through casting, I got to work on a lot of different shows. Like at least because that's like. When you're working on a casting company, they have a bunch of different clients, and they're either television shows or movies, or, and they're always casting for all these different projects, these different types of projects. So working through casting, I was able to be like working with Empire, working with PD, working with Fire, working with um, Sense8 that comes through here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Every once in a while. But now they've been doing... A lot more stuff um, overseas in different countries with Sensei. I don't really watch it that much, but for people who have, they're just doing a lot more locations like around the world. But um, yeah, working with Sensei, we didn't really work with Shameless that much because um, that also comes through here every once in a while. They shoot. Yeah, because I know they shoot a lot of that shit over east. On yeah, the east they shoot, side, yeah, well, they shoot. Uh, with Shameless, they shoot in L.A. I hear. They shoot most in L.A., and then they come here to shoot, like... Because it's based in Chicago, so yeah. they come here to do a lot of the exterior stuff that they have in yeah. their episodes. So, working with casting, I was able to work with all those shows and, like, then different commercials, and there would be some films that we would cast for... If it was, like, a nationwide casting call, like, I remember for Spider-Man, there was, like, a nationwide casting call, so my boss was called to do the Chicago casting for that and look for individuals. And um, one of the guys from Chicago was actually, like, in one of the top picks for the now Spider-Man. Um, and that was Joe Keery. He's, I don't, he's, I don't know if anybody watches Stranger Things, but he's on that show. He plays Kit Harrington. Who is like 
the so there's like the main little kids but then there's um the teenage girl and that's her boyfriend on the show and he's a prominent role on it and he was he could have been spider-man right now which was so he was like very close to it so. oh he's close to actually being spider-man oh mm-hmm. shit yeah that's what's up yeah it was really tough so being able to be a part of different projects like that is cool but as far as like doing what i've been doing which is like assisting directors and producers um i i've only done that in like in on chicago med so so how was your experience like with chicago med because that's a good show it's cool it's like we got they just got picked up for a fourth season and it was really dope i've never really worked in production like i said i only had casting experience so being behind the scenes in production just opened up like the world of making a television show and it's so fast paced and with a show like like Chicago Mad Chicago Fire who have really long seasons they're not 8-10 episodes it's like we do 20-24 to episodes a season so you're doing like back to back you're like prepping an episode while you're also shooting an episode and being my boss who was the executive producer director he's in all he's in every single step of the process from the beginning of prep to shoot to Post my bosses in every every single part, so you'll have and and the episodes are overlapping, and that's just like it just made me realize like how much time goes into shooting a television show, yeah. um, and I always I didn't I guess I just didn't know like how television shows were made, but everything is made really quickly and it's like, um, really big budgets like each episode is anywhere from like. At least for our show, I would say anywhere from like four million to seven million an episode, yeah. and some shows have a lot more than that. So it's like a lot of money, and I'm like, it was just like it was an amazing experience. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man. It's like, oof. so wait, so Chicago PD is also a Dick Wolf show. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh. Right. Yeah. Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Justice, which was only on for one season, and they got canceled. But yeah, all Dick Wolf shows. Wait, Chicago Justice? What was that? It was like a sort of law, law and order, but Chicago-based part. Like, I guess, version of it. Um, and it's, I don't know, it didn't really translate well to audiences. I mean, it wasn't, it was kind of like Law and Order, but not really, because it didn't have as much of the detective aspect because you already had Chicago PD for that so it was different um I don't know but you probably didn't see it because it was only like on for one season yeah like I remember <laughs> hearing about it but I never yeah like, I don't know I'm pretty sure it's like somewhere out there on Hulu or something or it's definitely on Hulu I'm I probably yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's I don't, I don't know. I guess it could be free. You could check out a couple of episodes. But for me, I just thought it was a little boring. Oh, okay. yeah. It wasn't as exciting as like Law and Order SBU can get, where you get really attached to the characters. Yeah, and it's crazy because you look, and it's like Law and <laughs> Order. Every episode is different. Mm-hmm. So it's like shit. You, they writing yeah. their asses off. Totally. It can almost be like an anthology, sort of, almost Twilight Zone-esque, in a way where each episode is so different. But then they, they still have pretty strong, 
like a arcs and b arcs for each character so that they do you continue to keep up with the characters in their personal um journey as well yeah 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 um okay so what my question for you now is like so what is your experience in my experience in, in television and <laughs> being a black woman or just like right, being a black woman being <laughs> I mean I guess the main thing is just like relationship wise I would say the film and television industry is fairly at least speaking on race and with my show I thought it was very inclusive for the most part even though you're not going to look at be in the same community of black and brown people like you will on a show like Empire but I felt at least that my show was was pretty inclusive and it had as far as actors go they had three female leads which is like female black leads that you like never see in television like how many shows can you really name that has like three major leads that are black women you really like can't So that was kind of, like, nice to see. Um, And then our bosses were pretty inclusive. So I never really, as far as race goes, I never really felt like I was being excluded in a way um, of certain, or being stripped of certain opportunities. As a female, um, it can definitely, I mean, it is a male-run business. A lot of businesses are, but the film and television industry is super male-run. And as you can see, we're trying to push for more female involvement. Like, um... Like, with the director's side, we're trying to find more female directors. We're trying to, um... get more female writers involved. And so there is, like, a strong push. But I just... It's just definitely not seen as much. You just really don't yeah. meet a lot of females at the top, black or um, white or any other race. So <clears throat> that you can definitely feel, and especially with the male presence comes like um, uncomfortable like conversation that might not even be said different jokes and things like I'm a jokey person and that doesn't like not much really offends me but sometimes it's like I like a woman would have never said that um and so yeah so for you not to be a person that gets easily offended and I've known you for a long time and you it's a lot (laughs) of shit but for you to be offended is like yeah yeah. it's just like "Mm, I don't think that was really tasteful or you know things like appropriate um so, at least from my experience, I've had situations like that, but I've never, I haven't had, like, the sexual harassment experiences that you see that felt like, you know, men were being, were putting me in a super uncomfortable position like that. I've never had those experiences, but you definitely hear of them. Um, I think for the most part, it's a lot more of the, 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 the men's locker room sort of like discussions that wouldn't really happen if there was like a woman involved so but there are I mean I can see a future where there will be a lot more female leaders in the film and television industry 
Yeah, because yeah. you got Shonda Rhimes, and she was writing. Like, yeah, she's exactly. writing heat, like. And Ava DuVernay, yeah. and of course, you know, Oprah. She's just like. Oprah. Oprah is the top of the top. Like. Yeah, like. She's so fun. She's such a big proponent of females and especially black females. So, I mean, that's, that's, she's the queen. And I feel like she's definitely a a big person to have up up at the top representing. Yeah, because on network, all of that shit, that's the blackest. And they have good shows. Those all the like, shows like I don't Queen even. Sugar is my show. Yeah, like Tyler Perry's over there giving Oprah heat. Yeah, and he's not even the, my favorite person in the world. But <clears throat> as far as his content, it's just not for me. But yeah, I like uh, Medea shit. I can keep it. Like the plays were really good, but it's just the like, plays are funny. And then they any also, movie, but all his movies that he's made that didn't involve Medea or no crazy shit, they've been good. For the most part. Family yeah. That Praise was good. Okay. He Family made That Praise was good. He made me hate Sanaya Lathan. Like, to this day, I can't forget her for, like, what she did to that dude. But, uh, what else he's done? Uh, what um, was the movie with Gabrielle Union and Lance Grossman? And it was, uh, Temptation. Oh, Temptation. What's that? Yeah, Temptation was good. I don't know. It's just... Did he do... He didn't do Acrimony, though. Was that other guy? No, he did it. He did Acrimony? Yeah. I heard it was bad, though. I heard it was really good. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I heard it was really good, yeah. But, yeah, like... My experience... Yeah, I think my experience from film and television has been a good one for the most part. I would encourage anybody... To do it if that's what they really want to do. Um, right now, I'm planning on moving to Los Angeles to grow even more in the film and television industry and get more on the development and programming side of it. Um, but yeah, I haven't. All I can say is that it's a bomb industry to get into. Though I mean, I know it's like really hard hours. That's the one thing I would say. It like does. You have to sacrifice a lot of time to it. Like, it just takes up, it consumes you in a yeah, way. But that's, and then, like, a lot of people, like, your coworkers end up becoming, like, your family. And you spend a lot of time, like, in it, in the film and television industry. It's, like, not, especially with television, it's just, like, nonstop for, like, a good portion of the year. So... That would be another experience that I felt was kind of shocking, at least, was just how much time is consumed in, like, film and television and making a film and television show. And then that becomes, like, all you talk about and all you do. And, like, yeah, it would be... It's something that I feel like I need to escape from at some time, at some points, as opposed to other jobs. It's so much more, like, a job, if this makes sense. Like, it's, like... Yeah, but you go and it's just a job. But yeah, yeah, but working film and television is like your passion. It's like it's you. It's you breathe. You breathe it, and it's one hundred percent you. You're always there. You're always thinking about it. You're always trying to get better at it. So that would be, yeah. That's like my experience working in this industry. God, that's crazy because we just hit the thirty minute mark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we made it. Yeah, yeah. So, 
That's funny. But but that's dope that you like have those experiences and stuff because it's like it's hella people I know that like want to get in that industry and they're mm-hmm. like man and I know you like you always like you're like hey you know anybody that wants to do this let tell them to hit me up like mm-hmm. we need these people for this blah blah. And that's why I used to tell people I knew, like, hey, don't talk to Yasmin if you're trying to do that. She'll help you. Like, she knows about it. But that's dope that, like, you get to work and, like, get to make the shows that people enjoy. And, yeah. And like, it's, like, something that I've always enjoyed. And it's, a, it's, like, really cool to be a part of that and to push other people to be a part of it. That's, like, you know, their life as well. And they really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah, man. This has been another uh, edition of Playhouse Shorts. Uh, give me your Twitter and stuff. And... Oh, yeah, my Twitter is B-X-E-S-E, B as in boy. Um, and that's Twitter and Instagram, at B-X-E-S-E. You'll find me there. Snapchat, I'm not so much on anymore because of the whole Rihanna thing. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Twitter and Instagram are my thing. So you can definitely follow me there, DM me. I love to start a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And uh, y'all see her in L.A. And... Yeah, check me out in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be coming to L.A. very soon in like a week, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this has been another episode of Playhouse Shorts. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>